Welcome to Entering Storybrooke, a Once Upon a Time podcast, where we rewatch and analyze the ABC show. Before we begin, our podcast artwork was designed by Nickel Anarchy, and our theme song was created by Taylor Paisley French. Be aware, this podcast contains spoilers for the Once Upon a Time series. Welcome to Entering Storybrooke, a Once Upon a Time rewatch and analysis podcast. You're joined today by one Swan Queen fanatic who has been cursed to believe they're an adult podcaster. And um, yeah, if you can't tell by that intro, <laughs> it is just uh, the Brit today. It's just me, Fran. Um, everyone uh, has very busy lives. Uh, we're all running a lot of things. We're all doing a lot of things, um, except for me. I um, don't know how to quit. So I'm doing a very fun, hopefully, special episode for everyone here. So you have, you know, an episode out this week. And um, it's actually based on something that came from uh, someone on Instagram, actually. I realised I forgot to write down their name. So I'm just going to double check so I can give them a a mini shout out and thank you. Because uh, I would not have done this if they hadn't actually messaged. Because it's it's a pretty cool idea. Where are they? Um, yes, yeah, so it is, I won't give the full name in case they don't want to, but it is someone by Jessica, um, who messaged asking about the fanfics that I've been talking about a lot on the show recently. Um, and just ahead of that, so obviously, just for the context, this is a special fan fiction related episode. So I'm going to be diving into all of my favourite fanfics. Um, some are in season one, some in season two, some are alternate universe ones, um, just because I want to talk about them. And also because Jessica uh, <laughs> made some really good points about me noting it down. So actually, what is extra special is that in the episode show notes, there is a link to Archive of, Archiv- of, no, Oh, Jesus. Archive of Our Own's website collection entitled Entering Storybrooks Fran's Comprehensive List. And basically, it is a list of all of my favourite fanfics and of all the fanfics that I have mentioned in the show. So if you want to kind of dive into some of the ones that I've brought up, you can uh, follow the list that is linked in the episode show notes now. Um, but don't worry, I'm going to be talking about them here on this episode as well, so you can get a little bit more information before diving into reading them. I'm going to try and not do any spoilers because um, unlike <laughs> with our main uh, show where we talk a lot of spoilers, um, I don't want to spoil fanfics because fanfics are cool, they're fun, uh, they are the highlight of my Once Upon a Time journey. Um, and yeah, I just I want to make sure that you are all going in and able to enjoy them without me telling too much of the story. But um, yeah, like I said, I'm going to be diving into my favourite ones. But what I'm planning to do, so I, there are a few that I haven't brought up that I kind of wanted to, but I haven't because I don't, I, I want to talk about them at a later point in the show. So what I've done is I've noted down the season one fan fiction stories, um, as well as a few season two, because obviously we're going to be heading into season two very soon. Um, but although they're kind of also sort of season one-ish because they're like, an immediate post curse breaking story you'll get what I mean except for one of them one of them is like halfway through season two um and I had to put that one in there because it is one of my top fanfics so I had to mention it um as well as a few alternative universes ones uh just because you know I I have a lot of those I like them a lot 
But uh, surprisingly, there is actually a lot more season... Well, actually, it's mainly season two that have a lot of really good fanfics. Season one has a few good ones, um, which I put down. So anyway, sorry, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> uh, can you tell this is weird doing a story... That uh, story, bro. A Once Upon a Time uh, episode where it's just me, because it's odd not having anyone to bounce off. <laughs> Uh, but I'll just dive in. I'm so sorry if this is messy, but we'll see how this goes and if people actually enjoy it. If you do enjoy this, by the way, do message um, us on the Entering Storybrook uh, Story pod on Instagram. Because I would love to know if people are enjoying this, because maybe I'll do more of these in future. Like, specific to each of the different seasons, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, sorry, I'll stop talking. Well, I won't because I'm going to be keeping talking, but I will dive in now officially to the first couple of fanfics we're going to be talking about today, which are the season one-ish stories, and the ish you will understand shortly. Now, the one I want to talk about first is because we recently covered the episode that this short is set after. So this is called The Worlds You Never See, by Write the Rest on Archive of Our Own. And this is set almost immediately after Hat Trick, which obviously we covered two episodes ago now. And this is a somewhat alternative universe storyline, but also kind of not at the same time. It is very complicated. But basically, it is after Emma has been made to make the hat for Jefferson, and it hasn't worked, it's gone very, very badly, but she's kept the hat in this version. And what happens is she is arguing with Regina about, you know, the usual thing of, you know, Mary Margaret's a murderer, girl, and stuff. But then the argument takes a turn when Regina sees the hat and kind of basically starts to angrily panic. And then what proceeds to happen is Emma throws the hat at her and it opens a portal. Now, this is where things immediately get interesting. And I'm not going to go into too many spoilers, but basically... I just love this concept. Um, you know, in uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, you've got the different doors representing different seasons. Uh, well, in this, that concept is kind of used, but it's for different worlds. So there's like a door for Oz, there's a door for Wonderland. And there is a door that she thinks is going to lead back to Storybrook. But she then sees a mysterious red door with the shape of a heart on it. And it's not until she's about to open the door that she sees that it says the road you have not taken. And I just, oh. it basically then leads to an alternative storyline of like, if only two things had changed in their world, Regina has ended up married to Emma and they have another child. And it's just, it is the twist of the century. It's one of my favorite ideas in general, because not only does it validate the fan in me that yes, literally, they just changed two things of like Regina in uh, I think the, the change in the alternate one is that Regina invited Emma to dinner after the, the mine incident instead of pushing her away in the original. She invites her around to dinner to thank her. That was literally the one change, and everything is different after that, basically. Um, but yes, it, it validates the fan in me believing that literally any like just one small thing the writers could have made Swan Queen happen. But also, it proves to me that Swan Queen could and should have happened in a parallel universe. And the fact that in the later seasons, when we have like these wish universe rubbish stuff, uh, the fact that we see multiple versions of these, and in none of them are Emma and Regina together, is absolute 
bollocks. There is no chance <laughs> that Emma and Regina didn't end up together in one alternate universe. I just, it imagines me, it's not possible. I'm sorry, just from the chemistry alone, it makes logical sense that they would end up together. But even without the chemistry, the logic is there. They are women raising a child together. I'm sorry, feelings are bound to like appear at some point, especially with the amount of tension between them. But either way, the world you never see is just a really fun, cute sort of character analysis of Regina storyline, if a little sad in some areas as well. I just, the concept of it is just really interesting. And I've, I've read it only a couple of times. Like it's not like my ultimate favorite, but I just like the idea of it. And it is, I remember reading this fanfic after the whole Wish Universe stuff in Once Upon a Time and reading it again. I, I don't know if I'd read it for the first time after seeing all of that stuff on the show or if I'd read it beforehand. I can't remember exactly. I don't. When did this one come out? Uh, it was published in 2013. Okay, so yes, <laughs> this definitely happened before all the Wish Universe stuff. So it literally... The concept, it could have happened. It could have happened. The writers are just cowards on Once Upon a Time. No offence to them. If you do a spin-off, I would love to be a writer on it. But there was was the possibility. And this fanfic just outlined it so well for me. Speaking of possibilities, (laughs) um, the next fanfic I am going to be talking about is another season one storyline, which is entitled, by the way, it's also one of the most famous fanfics for the Swan Queen fandom as well, um, which I'm obsessed with. And uh, it is entitled Incoming Messages, and it's by Honeyfresh, again, also on Archive of Our Own. I've tried to basically kind of get all of them on Archive, because Archive is just, it's got a better interface, and also I forgot the password to my fanfiction.net. So it's basically the only site I can use where I can save stuff. (laughs) Anyway, Incoming Messages is another one that is set in season two, like I mentioned. It's sort of alternative universe-ish, um, but kind of not, it's not, actually no, I take that back, no it's not, it's not AU-ish at all. Um, but this whole story came about and I forgot that they did this. So, for anyone who's listening, maybe you'll remember this, but I literally only vaguely remember that there was some like promo material they did with, it may have been for season two or like, it's it was, for maybe it was for season one, I don't know where the members of Storybrooke are basically sort of like doing interviews um, and it's kind of a little bit awkward and maybe there's like a dating element to it or something like Storybrooke singles. I don't know, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was like a promotional thing of asking people questions and like Emma attacks the camera saying, that's enough questions um, and stuff like that. I know, it's really random. I'm going to have to look it up now, because I know I'm not crazy. I know I'm sure of it. And I think they mention it in... Um... Oh, okay, here it was. Um, so, from Honey Fresh themselves in their notes, um, author's note, I don't know where this came from. I've been watching that Single Brook dating service video on YouTube far too many times. Okay, I'm just going to Google it. Well, not Google I'm going to YouTube it right now, because I... If, they, if they're mentioning it, I know I must have seen it, because if they're mentioning it, it exists, like, there's, and if it does, ex- well, obviously, well, hopefully it's still up, so I'm just talking rubbish at the moment, <laughs> come on, YouTube, there we go, it's taken a while, single Brook dating service, 
Um, and does it exist? Does it exist? Come on, friends. Um, oh, hold on, I don't, I'm confused. Um, okay, so it looks like there is something, but it doesn't look like it's what I thought it was. Um, they did do one of them, but I don't know. Maybe it's gone. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> That's a complete tangent. But anyway, sorry. Back to the concept of the fanfic. So the fanfic is based on this Storybrook dating service website that has been created specifically for the people of Storybrook, which is somewhat hilarious to me because there are not enough people in that town that we know of in the show to justify a dating site <laughs> where you won't know who people are until you get to know them, which is quite funny. Um, which also makes it even funnier that like, the whole situation is Emma figures out who she is matched with very quickly because it's so obviously Regina. But the storyline is basically that Ruby, who is Emma's friend, and this is again a thing that I point out in the show all the time, Emma and Ruby should have been friends. But they don't become friends because the show forgets Ruby exists. Um, and Ruby has set up Emma's dating profile on this Storybrooke Singles website, but for a joke, she's listed Emma as a guy. And then what leads to a situation is that she then matches with Regina. But Regina thinks she's a guy. And uh, it's a catfishing scenario. It's a falling in actual feelings scenario. Um, it's just, it's a really cute slow burn. It's really quite amusing. Um, the things I love about it, or all the things I talk about in the show, is like Catherine is a real friend to Regina, which I want. Henry is kind of less of a dick to Regina. Obviously, he has his reasons because you know she is gaslighting him um, about the whole magic stuff. But like she's still his mum, and he does treat her like his mum in this fanfic, which I do really appreciate. Um, and I don't know I just I really like the concept of their bonding with each other, and even though like Emma has figured out it's Regina. Regina hasn't figured out, because obviously she thinks it's a dude, doesn't know that it is Emma. And it's just, it's it's a very cute situation. And also their usernames are very, very funny. Uh, so Emma's, what was it again? It, a Knight in Rusty Armour, I think it was. Um, and what was Regina's? I've already forgotten it. Um, uh, Madame Regal, that was it, Madame Regal. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we've got a knight in rusty armor and Madame Regal. Um, and it's oh, knight in rusty armor is that what I was saying? Yeah, I think that was what I was saying. Oh my god, I've already forgotten everything I'm saying. Um, and it's just it's just it's just a really cute story. There is like drama because obviously you can't have romance without drama, and I don't know, I just really like it. I think it was one of the few first fanfics that I read. It was like that popular because it was the one that was recommended everywhere. Um, and Honey Fresh is well known within the Swan Queen fanfiction fandom. Um, like there's another one that is actually on this list for season two fix, which is also from Honey Fresh. Um, and they've just written a lo loads of good stuff. And I do highly recommend it if you want like a short, sweet little fanfic. Um, it does have a sequel as well. Sorry, I just realised my fridge... I, I'm in the kitchen recording and my fridge has decided to uh, make noises. So I apologise if you can hear that in the background. Um, I do like just this whole situation. There is also a one-shot... Uh, one 
God, a one-shit. A one-shot sequel that is set after the curse has been broken, um, which uh, is, is a nice follow-up as well. It's just one chapter. It's really sweet. Um, and I just appreciate it. And I just, I think more people need to read this fanfic because it's just, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And reading should be fun. Also, for anyone who wants to add to their reading profile, if you want a Goodreads, uh, incoming messages actually has a Goodreads page, so you can add it to your reading list of what you've read this year. You know, that's always good. Um, I can't remember if the worlds you never see is on it. I think, was it on it? I don't remember now. I've said it, but I think I might be lying. I am lying. I am lying. I've not found it. <laughs> um, but yes, Incoming Messages is also on Goodreads if you want to add to your reading list. Um, I may try and link that in the episode show notes below if, if you all want it. Um, but that is Incoming Messages. And we're now going to move into the last fanfic that I've got listed for the season one fanfics. There weren't actually that many that have said during season one. There was lots kind of like set as like a post-AU season one. Um, but I thought I won't list those because they kind of don't technically count. So they're more in like the season two stories. But anyway, sorry. Now, this one is the one that is slightly season one, but also kind of not. So this is entitled Everything Looks Better in Hindsight by Insane Twin, again, on Archive of Our Own. Now, this fanfic is technically set in season six, but it is also technically season one because time travel. Now, <laughs> season six for Emma is unhappy with Hook, she's in, unhappy with how her life turned out, she's unhappy with just kind of all the different things that are going on. Even though she's got a good relationship with her parents, with her son, with Regina, she's just not happy and she doesn't really understand why. And she started, like, she's also kind of a little bit bored, like things just haven't been happening. There's They've kind of fallen into the motions and she doesn't know how she feels about that. And because she's not happy she's kind of you know thinking about how it would be cool if things were a little bit more like what they used to be and stuff like that and her magic because it's tied to her emotion accidentally transports her back to two years ago before the co the curse broke and um it is absolute chaos and i fucking love it <laughs> um because the whole situation is that she is back in her season, like she's season six Emma with season one Emma situations. Like her rivalry with Regina is intense. Her situation with Henry is awkward. And she's realizing, shit, I'm having feelings for Regina. I'm loving this situation of having this back and forth again, but nothing can happen because butterfly effect. And uh, it just, it, oh, the chaos, I'm obsessed. Um, it gives, like, if you like Back to the Future, and yes, I'm referencing this because Robert and Darian, I think it's Darian. It is you, Darian, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure you've mentioned it. Anyway, Robert and possibly Darian have mentioned that they really enjoy Back to the Future. And, oh God, I've already forgotten the title. <laughs> it's a long title. Everything looks better in hindsight kind of has Back to the Future vibes, but with a cute romance connection it's sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy element in the story as well but it just it really works and i just i love it i love time travel in swan queen fanfics and you're going to understand why because there's a lot um and i just i love the dynamics of future versions of emma and regina interacting with past versions of themselves because this is actually a common swan queen trope 
there is a lot of fanfics where a future version of one of the main women goes back to a past version of themselves. And it's just, oh, I'm obsessed. I love it. I'm, uh, uh, it's just, it's so cool. And it's just such a fun little fanfic as well. I just, because this is the thing. Emma as a character, I start to love my, uh, I start to lose my love for her when we reach like season four. Like basically when Hook gets more involved, I start to lose my love for Emma. Not because like her being in a relationship is bad, but it's because I always felt like Hook changed her as a character and as a person. And this fanfic basically covers a lot of those frustrations that I have, because in this situation, Emma is feeling that as well. She doesn't feel like herself. She feels like she's having to change herself to fit the image of what her parents want, of what Hook wants, of what the town wants, to the point that she now no longer knows what she wants. And so going back to season one, it is, and this is the thing, I'm loving these character journey storylines that we get in these fanfics because it's all about Emma figuring out who it is she wants to be again. And I just, I love it. I'm obsessed. Please go read it. Uh, I think, yeah, no, that was the last one. I only had three for season one. Like I said, most of the fanfics that I have read and really enjoy are ones that if they are slightly connected to season one, it's usually because it's, post curse which is more season two than anything um so we're going to dive into those now instead we're going to go into those season two storylines um the one that i want to talk about first is one that is more like so this is a post miller's yeah is it what's it called miller's daughter is it yeah it's miller's daughter isn't it I don't know. Anyway, it's a post-Miller's storyline. So after Cora's been killed by um, Snow. And this is entitled Safe. And it is by Sergeant Mack on AO3 again. And Sergeant Mack is spelled S-G-T-M-A-C. And I am not going to lie. Because I can't. Because I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before. This is one of my top three fanfics of all time. I will mention now though. For anyone who is interested in reading this. Um, there are very dark themes in this story. There are references to uh, trigger warning, just noting here, to assault, self-harm, suicide discussions, and um, a few other things here and there along those similar veins. Um, and if any of those are a bit much to you, I wouldn't recommend reading this or wait until you are in a better headspace to read something like this because it is it is a very dark story. Um, it's a good story, but it is dark, but it's dark in a way that isn't like trauma porn. And I think that's a good thing is that the way in which this story deals with these tragic elements is in a really good, really justified way. And basically the whole story is that it is post Miller's daughter storyline after Cora's been killed and Emma and Henry get Regina out of Storybrooke because they're afraid that she may kill Snow. And, you know, it, it's a really dramatic story. It is them leaving Storybrooke, Regina losing her magic, all this sort of stuff, and basically Emma taking them to this place that she knows um, to, in a sense, kind of get, give Regina therapy. We talk about this all the time on the podcast. Regina needs therapy, um, although so does Emma as well. And this is kind of a way to do it, giving her this time and space to deal 
with the grief and trauma of everything that has happened and deal with it. Um, and it is also obviously due to the subject matter, a very slow, slow burn for anything romantic, which I think is good because anything that would be, if it'd been not slow, I don't think I would have liked it because, you know, this is a whole thing. You don't want to bond with the person that you are working through your trauma with too quickly because you don't actually know if that is a healthy part of that relationship. And that is addressed in this fan fiction, which I love because too many stories that have sort of like the therapy element of two characters who then end up romantically involved usually overlap um, in a way that isn't always good. And it's not, yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad they address that situation. But um, it is one of my favourite stories because of the character analysis of Emma and Regina in this story. It's just, it is so incredibly well done. And I I just appreciate everything that happens in the storyline. Um, I love how much the Sergeant Mac also plays into the similarities between the two women um, and how they are two sides of the same coin, which is something I always felt that the show lacked in so much because they that, they are each other's foils. They, uh, as I talked about once on the show, they are a reflection to the other of if they'd taken one different direction, they could have ended up like the other. And how they react to that is what leads to their, their consistent conflict. And it is them working together that then leads to them getting better. And this is the whole thing. I feel this is the, what the show needed was them working together to help each other. But we don't get it because obviously that would have led to a development of some sort. Anyway, but yes, safe. Honestly, is the best fanfic I think I've ever read specifically ones that are connected to the show storyline in general i love the ones that are also alternative universes and i do have some of those that are, are like my favorite but safe for an in-universe story is absolutely fantastic and it is one of the best written ones that i've ever had ever had ever read um and i don't think sergeant mac will ever be listening to this but sergeant mac if you're ever listening to this um Firstly, I want to thank you because I, even though I was in a dark place when I first read this this fanfic, um, it helped me through a lot. Um, and it's just, it is a fantastic story. And if you are ever in the right headspace to deal with obviously the themes that are addressed in this story, I do highly, 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 highly recommend reading this because it's just, if you like character analyses, if you like character exploration, if you ever felt that Regina and Emma's stories and characters were never delved into enough with the stuff that happened in their past, this is the story for you. But going into something a little bit lighter, <laughs> I we're going back to Honey Fresh this time, which is again another post-cursed short fic. And by short, I mean short. It's 18,000 words, three chapters, and it's entitled a fine line again on archive of our own. This was the first ever fanfic from Swan Queen I ever read and it has a special place in my heart always because the concept of this short is what if after the curse was broken Regina was banished from the town but Emma didn't feel happy anymore. Either and uh, not always relating to Regina but either way I just, the vibe of the story, the, it, it, the whole story is a vibe. It is, it is the thing that I always find to be interesting with Emma that isn't delved into, again, that much in the show. 
And it is Emma kind of being stuck in a grey area of everything is kind of boring without Regina. Everything is more more difficult without Regina. She isn't a mother and she's raising Henry and it's hard. Why did Henry's name come up really weird in my mouth just then? (laughs) She isn't a mother, so raising Henry is hard and uncomfortable and Henry is unhappy and uncomfortable about the entire situation. And so by, you know, kind of missing Regina to a degree and also struggling with the expectation of her parents on her, the expectation of the town on her, and even the expectations of her son on her, she goes to basically the barrier, you know, the red line that they put on in the show um, in season two. She goes to that barrier every day just to kind of get a sense of peace. And it is there that she then sees Regina's arrival. Uh, Regina is obviously missing her son. She's been banished from town. She's lost her magic. She's lost everything. And she still visits the town line often because she hopes one day that maybe she could catch a glimpse of Henry. But instead, she catches the glimpse of Emma. And so the two of them come together quite regularly because it is something that gives them comfort. Um, It's just, I love it. It's just, it's a sweet, fluffy, emotive short story. It delves into this situation of, I don't even know how to describe it, but I just, the conflict that comes from defeating the bad and things come, this is the whole thing of like when everyone gets that happy ending, everything story-wise kind of ends up a little bit boring because the excitement is gone and Emma has never been a stay in one place for that long sort of person she enjoys the excitement she enjoys the journey so without Regina around she's struggling and Regina has always hated being alone and now she is more alone than ever so they're coming to each other in their comfort and it just it works again it's my comfort fanfic because it's the first one for a swan queen I ever read Um, If you're looking for something short to read, like on a bus journey or a train journey, highly recommend A Fine Line by Honey Fresh. I feel like I need to point out, Honey Fresh is spelt honey, H-U-N-N-Y, and then fresh is normal. Um, Just, it's spelt differently, so I thought I'd say. Um, Another one that I want to bring up, which is also still a kind of fun sort of storyline, is entitled Batter Up by Rebel Birdie. And it's just, it's a post-cursed fun um well it's the miller's day festival thingy um but the (laughs) rebel has basically added in a different element to the miller's festival but what is it called miller's is it just called miller's day no miner's day oh god i've called it miller's (laughs) no it's miner's day um the miner's day festival i've been calling it miller's this entire time what the hell the miner's day festival and basically Rebel has added in something different that there was this and like this huge softball game competition that was part of Miner's Day. And it's two teams, the Blues and the Reds. Blues is like Blue Fairy, Snow White, Emma, I think David, uh, Grumpy, Nova, and I think uh, no, it's not Archie. Maybe it is Archie. I can't remember. Um, and then you've got the red team, which is Regina, Ruby, Granny, Whale. And I think then we've got like, we've got Jack and Jill, (laughs) which I love, uh, and Paul Bunyan. 
Um, I think Paul may, I can't remember who's on whose team. I haven't read this one in a while, um, but it is it is also another comfort thing. So I'm gonna have to read it after I've done this. But basically there are like, they bring in new characters and this is what I love because Jack and Jill, love it. Uh, Paul Bunyan, love it. Um, who also, I had never heard of Paul Bunyan until The Simpsons. So um, <laughs> I still don't really know much about him, but he sounds cool. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's this huge competition and it's even more insane now because it's post-curse. Uh, Snow is super competitive because like the blues have always lost to the reds. Um, and now with it being a post-curse thing, it is now, quote-unquote, the good side versus, quote-unquote, the bad side, which is ironic because Ruby and Granny, who are part of the, quote-unquote, good guys, are like, hell no, we're sticking with the red team and Regina because we like winning. And it's just, it's such a fun competition of um, <laughs> people kind of getting on better with Regina because it's a competition, it's a lot of fun, they're working together. She's nervous and she's kind of worried about this whole situation. She thought at one point that no one was going to turn up because, you know, who would want to be on the evil queen's side, etc. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's lesbians and softball. I mean, how can you not love this concept? Um, so, yeah, if you're looking for a light read, I think, how many chapters is it? Uh, it is, it's nine chapters. The chapters aren't actually that long. Um, it is about... 27,000 words so it's like a very like just about a novella um so yeah if you're looking for a light read with sports fantasy drama and a town being on Regina's side uh butter up is for you um going into the next one so this is one that I have mentioned quite a bit on uh the podcast because it is tied for my number one favorite fanfic of all time now this is a two-story series First, I haven't actually finished the sequel, I don't think. Uh, I need to, because I've been meaning to <laughs> do so for ages. Uh, but this, this, oh, sorry, English is hard today, apparently. So this one is The Secret in the Telling by Pyro, Py, Pyrophoric. I've never been able to say it out loud. Pyrophoric, again, on AO3. Um, sorry, Archive, uh, no, I'm just going to say AO3. Um, so this is again a post curse breaking. It's not technically season two because like nothing that happens in this is related to season two, but it is a post curse, so it's technically within the frame. It's basically like an alternative universe season two, but post curse, so it counts as season two. Anyway, it's after the curse has been broken. I think the curse has been broken for about six months at this point in the fanfic. Um, and Emma has had to move in with Regina and Henry and is living in the basement. Uh, and the reason why she moved in is firstly for Regina's protection because Henry didn't... Re this is what I like about this one, is that Henry is sort of kind of uncomfortable still with Regina and doesn't really know how to deal with their relationship, but he didn't want to leave home. So a compromise was made for, like, Regina's sort of probation to be seen as more reformed. She's basically the magical support for the entire town. Like, she has to do penance with her magic for the town. Um, and Emma is living in the house with them to both protect them because there was, like, some conflict that happened immediately after Pope's curse that put Henry in danger. And also because Regina's magic is wonky. And the only way she can do her magic well is if she's holding Emma's hand or just touching part of her body. And I love that. 
Yes, I love connective magic and it's just, it's so fun. So the reason why Regina has also had to be brought together with, uh, you know, with Emma living in the same house and working together and being like the magical consort is due to the fact that there have been fissures opening up in the town that have been leading to like monsters from uh, the Enchanted Forest coming through into Storybrooke. So they've had like ogres getting through, pixies getting through, and so everything causing havoc. And it's usually when there's been big bursts of magic somewhere that have led to these fissures opening up. And the whole story starts when Emma's clothes are stolen by a stalking pervert after a huge burst of magic came through, which caused a fissure and caused problems. And basically, Emma's life is in danger and Regina has to protect her. Um, I just, I love it. We've got time travel. We've got Rufio. This is the fanfic I've talked about that brought in, you know, Hook, the film Hook from the 90s with Robin Williams. Rufio is a character. He's like a main character in this. Um, it's just, we've got alternate universes, alternate worlds. Um, we've got more animal shapeshifters. Um, we've got many useless, <laughs> messy lesbian drama. Um, and all this sort of stuff is just a recipe for a fantastic story. Um, I'll just read the synopsis basically for this. Uh, it's not even the synopsis, it's the opening part of it. It's the 6th of October, a pivotal moment in Storybrooke's history and the turning point in Regina Mills's life. And it all began with a spell, a sheriff and a thief. Ooh. <laughs> I just, oh, I love it so much. It just, oh, it's so good. Um, this fanfic, I remember the first time reading it and it was after, so I don't think I've mentioned this in the podcast. So I had scoliosis uh, when I was younger and I had scoliosis corrective spinal surgery when I was 17, nearly 18. Um, and basically whilst I was cooped up, not being able to do anything and had to have a special chair brought home for me to sit in, I was reading this fanfic. I was crying over this fanfic. And to this day, it is the fanfic that has affected me the most emotionally, alongside the safe. So it's kind of like, like tied for safe, I think, actually. Um, and immediately also, I felt like sometimes the secrets in the telling it was also because I was like on morphine. <laughs> so I was probably more emotionally affected via that. But it's just, it's such a fascinating story. I'm obsessed with it. There's just so many twists and turns. It's mm, beautiful. And I need to read the sequel properly. I think I only ever read the first chapter, so I need to finish it. Um, but it's just, it's so good. It is sort of alternate universe. It is post-curse. It's just, it's just so good. <laughs> Please go read it and tell me if you like it. <laughs> I don't know many people who, well, actually, it's like, I have a Discord server for Swan Queen fans. So uh, I do know people who have read it. I think the author for Secrets in the Telling is actually in the Discord server. But it's not that active, so I can't remember. Um, but it is. It is tied for my number one fanfic, and when you read it, you will understand why. But from that, let's head in to the final section of this episode, which is the alternate universe's storylines. Storylines? The alternate universe fanfics. Jesus Christ. Um, and the one I want to start with first is entitled Her One True Loves a Sailing Ship. And the reason why I love this fanfic <laughs> is because it's just the concept. First, okay, I'll tell you the concept first. So it is, what if the curse hadn't worked? 
and Regina is the one who ended up the, on the run because things went to hell very quickly. Um, and then what if Regina found a new way to get her revenge? And it was by becoming a pirate set on pissing off Snow White as much as possible. I mean, that if that is not <laughs> the best revenge, is how much can I annoy my mortal enemy because I can't do anything else? <laughs> I just, it's, it's just, it's, oh God, it's so funny. Um, hold on, do I have, what, like, can I, yeah, I can. So I'm just muttering to myself at the moment. I want to read you guys sort of like the synopsis basically for this. Um, and it is, when Regina's curse failed, she became a pirate dedicating, dedicated to harassing Snow's ships. After a stint stuck in Neverland, she's back in the business. But ransoming this runaway noblewoman turns out to be more complex than she expected. Um, and, you know, you, you understand straight away uh, how complex it is, don't you? Um, <laughs> and I just, I love it. It's Pirate Regina. We get a description of what she's wearing and I died inside. Even though I couldn't, like, we talked about it in a recent episode. Um, it was like a pirate looking outfit. I can't remember which episode it was now. Um, but it was like, that was immediately kind of the vibe that I was picturing. Um, and yeah, I died inside. Um, I just I just really love the concept of this story of Pirate Regina, um, Snow White kind of being a terrible ruler, which kind of makes sense to me if I'm honest, because we remember what Snow White was like as a kid. Yeah, she was nice, but she was also a brat and didn't really seem to kind of take care or notice in what was going on, you know, kingdom relation wise. So it kind of made sense to me that she would be kind of a bit of a shit queen. Um, like she's rich, like but she doesn't know. I know obviously she went on the run and all that, but you know, I don't know. I just, I, I vibe, I vibe with the idea. Cause um, it didn't make sense to me that Regina was a bad queen. Cause like she's been like being trained to, <laughs> to be a monarch for a very long time. Obviously not always in the best ways, but she's, you know, versed in politics and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, Storybrooke never fell apart. I know she was in control of it, but like didn't really fall apart through her politics. So, you know, anyway, uh, yeah, it, it was Pirate Regina. Pirate Regina and Princess Emma. Like, it vibes that I don't think I would, you know, be all for. Well, I knew I'd be all for Pirate Regina. But I didn't think I'd be all for Princess Emma. <laughs> so, you know, I was vibing with it. It was awesome. The only other Princess Emma storyline that I know I enjoyed... Was it... I think it was Emma. I can't remember now. That, now that I've said it. Yeah, no, no, it was Emma. Um, and it was where, like, Regina was her knight or something, and she was, like, being put undercover, and uh, something like that. I can't remember it. <laughs> it was a while ago, um, and I think I fell off the story. Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, Pyro Regina, obsessed, Princess Emma, surprisingly into it. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was a fun pirate journey with some twists and turns that I loved as well. There's a lot of mystery in this story as well. Um, which I, I'm obsessed with. Don't worry, I know it's pirates, but there's no hook. Um, there is a Neil, uh, but ne Neil's cool. Um, I, I never had much of a problem with Neil. Um, and yeah, I don't really have much else to say about it. It's just a good vibe. It's a good vibe. It's a, it's a long fic, though. Uh, it's like 45 chapters, and it's 60,000 words. So that's, you know, not similar length to my novels. So um, if you have the time for it, would recommend. 
if you want shorter things, don't worry. Um, I've got many of those too. <laughs> Speaking of, let's go. Oh, this actually, oh my god, it's only tw it's 21 chapters, but it's actually longer than uh, <laughs> our one true love sailing ship. That's fun. Anyway, so this next alternative universe fanfic is entitled Send Up a Signal That Everything's Fine. Uh, this is by po Coalition Girl, again on uh, Archive of Amro. Now, this is my favourite fanfic of all time. It is the best one. Um, and the story for it is, what if everything was a TV show and Emma, Regina, Henry, etc., were actually actors playing characters in a fairy tale show. Although not Henry. I realized I put his name in there. So Henry isn't actually playing like Regina and Emma's kid in this. He's just Regina's son. Um, but it's just, it's all very cool. And it's just, ugh, it's it's meta. It's meta. They're playing characters in a fairy tale show. It's meta, people. I'm obsessed. Emma is this like budding actress who's gone this huge big break as a lead in this new modern fairy tale show. Uh, I think called the show is called Happily Ever After. I think that was it. Um, what was it? Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, it is Happily Ever After. I think it is. Yeah, Happily Ever After. I can't find the title now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Happily Ever After. Anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, so she's been casting it opposite a veteran actress who, for some reason, disappeared because of some kind of scandal for a period of time. And this is sort of her return to stardom, actress Regina, who seems to have a problem with Emma's casting. Now, I'm not going to mention why, because it's an interesting reasoning. And basically, this whole fanfic is family drama, Hollywood meddling, the slow burn relationship. And yes, you are seeing a pattern with me. Slow burn is my shit. And I'm just obsessed with it. It is, it is so, so good. Um, and just to give the summary, so Emma Swan is catapulted into stardom, the newest lead actress on a sanitized show featuring modern, featuring modern fairy tales. Regina Mills is a long undermined star with a chip on her shoulder and a thousand reasons why she's invested. Naturally, they loathe each other on sight. Their characters' fan bases, however, have other ideas. And I'm obsessed. I am obsessed. And I just, oh, it just, oh God, what was that noise? <laughs> oh my God, I'm sorry. Um, and it's just, it's such a fun concept of just, uh, I just, I, I love meta storylines like this. There's quite a few of them, but there's, well, ish. There's another one that had like similar vibes, which is called Colstead and Rema, um, which is Emma is a fan of Regina. Um, well, she's more of a fan of, so ironically, so the, no, I won't talk, you know, I will. <laughs> Zelina and Regina are characters in a cop show and they're shipped a lot. And Emma is one of those shippers. She then meets Regina in real life and they actually end up falling in love. Very cute. Um, and I know it's just apparently actor storylines are like my shit because I have <laughs> a lot of those fanfics that I read. But Send Up a Signal is the one that was like my main one. This was the first actor storyline that I read, and it's the one that has stuck with me the most. And I'm obsessed with it. Um, 
And it's literally, it's basically everything to do with Swan Queen. It is their characters are being shipped on large scales. Um, the fandom is not being treated that right. It is kind of calling out the showrunners and writers of Once Upon a Time for all of the queerbaiting and all this sort of stuff, which, you know, I appreciate because fucking hell, the queerbaiting in Once Upon a Time is disgustingly insane. Um, and I just, oh, what I love about it is that the fanfic addresses things that I always wish had been addressed properly for Once Upon a Time. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not going to dive in any further and I just... It's just, it's such a good fanfic. I love everything about it. Um, and yeah, if you're looking for a fun meta story with our characters as actors for characters that are like them, but different, um, this is just, this is it. This is the vibe. I'm obsessed. Um, and I shall talk no more because we're going to go into the last fanfic for this episode, which is one I think I have mentioned once, but not that much. Um, and well, you all know that basically all of us here on Entering Storybrook are Percy Jackson podcasters. Um, and also I'm a Percy Jackson YouTuber, so if you do like Percy Jackson, check out my YouTube channel, Healthy Nerds Around. Um, <laughs> but yes, we're all Percy Jackson podcasters as well. Um, so you'll understand why this is one of my favourite fics as well. Uh, it's entitled Aut Vincere Aut Mori by Liza Chan on AO3. And it is Ancient Rome Swan Queen. Yeah, you heard right. Ancient Rome Swan Queen. Regina is a vestal priestess who must protect the flame of Rome and stay unmarried. But she is a special case because she was previously married and isn't a virgin. But it seems her mother pulled some dodgy strings to get her in power. Emma is, as what would now be seen as, a German warrior who was kidnapped in a raid and made to be a gladiator. The two meet unexpectedly, and an enemies-to-allies-to-lovers storyline begins. And the thing I want to talk about is, firstly, if you love historical romance, uh, this will be the shit for you. Like, this, oh, it's so good. But the world building and the research that was clearly put into this story by Liza Chan is absolutely fucking phenomenal. I mean, it is it is so, so good. And I'm just, I am obsessed with it in, in every way. Um, and I just, I kind of, I'd want to meet her. <laughs> I want to get her autograph. Like, it's just so good. Um, and, oh, it's just, there's political intrigue, there's drama, there's battles that are described so well. Um, and it's just, oh my God, it's so good. Uh, um, just everything about it. I don't even, I can't, I feel like I can't say much about it without spoiling things, but it's just, it's just so well done. And like, oh, sorry, I'm making so many like weird noises. <laughs> It's just, it's such a good story. The development of the characters, it fits. This is the whole thing, like, there are some fanfics sometimes that I always feel like the characterization of certain characters doesn't always fit. But even with this being set in ancient Rome, everything works. Emma feels like Emma. Regina feels like Regina. I, uh, like, Cora feels like Cora. Like, every character that is named that we recognise their name makes sense. The only one I don't fully agree with, um is Leopold, um, but only because I hate him. 
Um, so I don't like any favorable image, <laughs> but that's kind of it. The rest of it is just phenomenal. Um, and it's just, oh, I just, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I'm so happy to be able to read it whenever I want to. Um, so yeah, I honestly, if you historical romance lovers, you're going to love this. It's the same length as a novel as well. So, you know, that's always a bonus. Um, and yeah, no, seriously, check them out. Check all of these out. Like I said, all the, uh, the link to the collection that I've made specifically for all these uh, fanfics that I love, that I've mentioned on the show, that I just enjoy in general, is in the episode show notes. It's called Entry Story, Brook, Friends, a comprehensive list. And um, I highly recommend all of them. Some of them, like I've said, will be the ones that I've mentioned in the show. Though I had, I don't think I always mention titles, but hopefully you'll be able to figure out which ones are which based on a description that is given for all of them. Um, so yeah, that's basically all I have to say for this. I hope you've enjoyed this bonus episode for me, from me. Well, it is actually technically for me. <laughs> I made this specifically for me uh, because I love fan fiction and I love <laughs> sharing fan fiction with people. So be sure to drop me a message, whether it's on Storybrook Pod um, Instagram or on my personal, which is at a dose of Fran. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on any of these fanfics, if you enjoyed them, if you've got any recommendations yourselves, because I'm always looking for more fanfics, because I don't have, I don't know. Um, I have to, I don't have time on my hands, and yet I still read a lot of fanfiction. So <laughs> that's just how it be. Um, and yeah, I think, yeah, that's all I have to say. And I appreciate you all um, coming out for this. Uh, just to do a small self promo um i just want to let you guys know that uh my debut novel home to the world is coming out in just under two months time it's due out on 20th of august of this year uh it is you know family of wolves raise human girl human girl tries to figure out if that is the place that she truly belongs uh, it's got lesbians it's got family vibes you know all the stuff that you could ever want and it's all with wolves i mean who doesn't love wolves um if you do love wolves please consider supporting foundations to help get wolves back onto the endangered species list so they aren't being killed unjustly um, i'm gonna put a link for that in the episode show notes as well actually uh for the two different conservation uh places that i follow and support um and yeah no i just i really appreciate all of you tuning into this episode it was a lot of fun um and be sure to check us out on the social medias as always if you want to support entry storybook you can do so by heading over to at instagram at storybook pod which is also the same on twitter and of course let your friends know about entry storybook so we can get more people to tune in because we're going to be doing this for a long while so be sure to stay tuned and remember Happiness is only a fanfic away.